Hey everyone, as soon as my husband Jesse and I finished recording this episode, I had so many additional thoughts run through my mind, and so I wanted to share a couple of those. Firstly, the reason that we're addressing this topic is because it's been one of the biggest arguments in our own marriage and one of the most consistent arguments. And the struggle that we have with it is that we see things so differently. We grew up with different experiences. We grew up with different morals. We grew up with different behaviors. And all of those things flow into our perspective along with just having different minds and different ways of viewing things as male and female. And studies show that men playing video games is cited as a cause in 15% of divorce cases. So 15% of divorces are happening because of video games specifically. So I just want to encourage you to listen to this with your spouse if you have a struggle with video games or sports or cars or going out with your buddies in a way that is causing issues within your marriage. Any hobby or activity because we're speaking not only to the men but we're also speaking to the women because I've had to learn a lot through all of this. And I want to share two verses before we jump in. For the women, this is something that's really helped me. The Bible tells us to not be easily offended. Once something bothers us, it's easy for us to hold a record of wrongs, which 1 Corinthians 13 warns against. And it's easy for us to become agitated every single time the issue happens because we're embittered. And so we're already angry at the past time they played video games or watched sports or went out with their friends. And so the next time it happens, we're angrier. But we're not to hold record of wrongs and we're not to be easily offended by our spouse's hobbies. Proverbs 19.11 says, A person's wisdom gives them patience. It is to their glory to overlook an offense. And for the men who love their hobbies and love their friends or love their downtime, I want to graciously remind you to consider your spouse above yourself and seek to honor her and to love her like Christ loves the church, like you're called to in Ephesians. You may not fully understand her desire for your time or your energy or just more of you, but I challenge you to seek to understand her. Philippians 2, 3 through 4 says, In humility count others, including your wife, more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, hobbies, but also to the interests of others. So on this episode, we're talking about how you can work together as a couple and as a team to strengthen your marriage and to not allow yourselves to be part of that statistic. Let's jump in. Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's, and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. I am here with my handsome husband, Jesse. We are in our room. It's almost 10 p.m. Our son is not wanting to go to sleep, Saxon, because he's afraid of spiders crawling into his bed. So it takes us about an hour to get him to sleep, but we're here. So today, babe, I want to talk about video games. One of the number one you're a video gamer. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> we we have dealt with video game struggles our entire marriage, or I have, I guess I would say. But the number one question that I get from people is, how do you handle having a gamer husband or boyfriend? Because it can be really difficult for some people. So- it has been difficult for me. I guess I would just say we've grown a lot from the very beginning and maybe hope that our story will help and encourage our listeners. But I guess let's just start from when we were first married and kind of moving on. What what type of video games do you play? How does it make you feel? All the things. Tell me about your video game love. Quite a loaded question. <laughs> I know. I play first person shooters, play fantasy games. Fortnite. Fortnite. Well, Fortnite's new. That was. Oh, yeah. I mean, back in the That's day, true. I used to play like Skyrim, Call of Duty. I think that was about it. I liked to watch you play Skyrim, Skyrim yeah. because it was like kind of like watching a movie, but the yeah. other ones I had no interest in whatsoever. And I would always feel when we were first married, especially, I think it was mostly an issue because I always felt like I wanted you to myself. And that has not changed in eight years that you tend to relax with games and I want you around. So talk about what do games do for you? What does it help you with? Why do you love them so much? They can be addicting. Sometimes it can allow you to check out from life mm -hmm. because life can be hard and stressful and difficult. And I think that it's a way of escape mm -hmm. in going into like this virtual world where you don't have to deal with any of those things. And you can talk to friends. And that's another level though. Yeah. Like I, I would separate them and sometimes... It's my social life. Yeah. And so he's an introvert. You're an introvert. Yeah, I'm I'm an introvert, but you know, we talk a lot on our games. Yeah. Like you're communicating, you're doing things. I always think of that teaching Mark Driscoll did a long time ago where he talks about men do things side by side. Mm -hmm. Women want things face to face. I don't think a lot of women totally understand. I think there I mean there's a lot of gamer girls probably out there, but people that do game just understand that. It is sometimes like our social life Outlet. too. Yeah. yeah, it's how we feel like we're building relationships and we're creating our relationships and we're we're making them tighter, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's kind of the for me, it's those two aspects. It's sometimes I'm feeling like I want to hang out with my buddies. I want to talk with them. I want to laugh with them and just not be serious either. And that's also just a big part of it is you're. I mean, people love games, mm -hmm. whether it's a video game or just cornhole or horseshoes or basketball. People love competition. They love games. So we're including sports and in this conversation, too. I, yeah, I mean, I would people include love watching sports. I would include just hobbies in yeah. general. Like 
it's not just video games. I mean, you can love to build cars. You can love to race cars, to work on cars. There's people, I have buyers that look for just a shop only. Like they need a property with just a shop on it because their husband. Jesse's a real estate agent. Yeah, but their husband, he works on vehicles day and night. And so, but he loves doing that. And so that's his, you know, sanctuary. And so when you say those things, all I hear is my thoughts and a woman's thoughts of the hobby, which is actually equivalent to anything that takes my husband away from me. Because that's how I viewed slash still struggle with viewing video games with you. Because you said it can be addictive. So the conversation that I've had with women, I actually recently got a question from a woman who said, how do you deal with having a gamer husband? And it's basically just said, it's really hard for me because my husband comes home and he's tired. He's exhausted. He just wants an outlet. And I'm hoping that he's going to come home and spend time with me. And then there's other people who are like, I just want my husband to come and help me with the kids and the dishes and the dinner and bedtime. But then they go to watch a football game or they go to work on a car or they go to play video games. So I think this is the part where we've really had to find compromise in our lives with the addictiveness of the game. So I guess what would be your response to her? Or the the addictiveness to their checkout time, mm-hmm. I, I think would be a better so way. So it's of, not even they're addicted to the hobby. They just want an outlet. Yeah. And and it's it's not just an outlet, but it, I mean, like I said, it, it does different things for us. I'm sure that sometimes when you're working on a car, you're enjoying it. And sometimes you're frustrated or you just don't want to think of anything else. Or sometimes you want to think of things, but just in your own space. Mm-hmm. I think that is where the struggle is. And I think that's where us as men or women, like whoever's using or abusing that time when you're married and you have kids, we, we just don't get that luxury, I guess. Like it's, it's just something that you have to learn to suck up and just be present with your wife, be present with your kids, be present with your home that you are, I feel responsible for taking care of. And I, you know, I believe that includes your yard. I believe that includes the inside of your home. Like they're responsible for taking care of all you those need things. to take care yeah. of everything. And you're the, you know, the man of the house or the woman of the house, like I said, whoever's using that time, yeah. you know, because I think it could be vice Women versa. Can use you know, I think the scrolling through social media and even talking to friends or like me, mine, my outlet is hiding away in my room by myself because I just need some downtime and we don't get that a lot. But I love that you went there with the conversation because I think a lot of it is expectation. And that's what I saw at the beginning of our marriage. I remember in our first house, I remember one specific night you were playing. Jesse had this best friend that he always played with when we were first married. And I would be in the room And I had this expectation, like, you know that I'm here waiting for you. You know that I'm just laying on the bed waiting for you to come in and spend time with me. But you really had no idea that that was my expectation. Probably thought I was entertaining myself naturally and just reading a book or whatever. And so I get angrier and angrier because I have this expectation that you're going to come in, but you stay on your game. 
And so I think expectations can be difficult. When it comes to family, that's really what we've had to work through since we had the boys is I feel like you've been so good with compromising. I think I really struggle. We've talked about this, but I really struggle controlling your time. Like I want, I struggle with control as a whole, but controlling your time and saying, no, that's not the time for this. But with that, you've also been really good with saying, okay, I need to create boundaries. So maybe talk about the boundaries that you've created with our family, with your game. Like when do you play? When do you not play? Yeah. So it has been a learning and a growing experience for both of us. I think we still um, haven't succeeded. People take advantage of it, of their needs and stuff. When Their own needs. When I think of biblically, you know, Jesus, he says, you know, I came not to be served, but to serve and love your wives as Christ loved the church. I mean, all these examples that were given biblically is always to be selfless. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult for just any person that exists to be totally selfless. We all have our own desires. We all have things that we want to do or things that are fun to us. Mm -hmm. And we... Or make us feel at rest. Yeah, make us feel peaceful or just joyful. And we just don't get those all the time. And I think that there is a balance between deciding to block out time or days for those specific things. And what I've learned for myself is it's really good. I'm a planner. And so... I just mentally have to plan like, okay, you know, this day or this night, I'm not playing my games or, you know, this is. Well, let's talk for a second about that. So we actually received counsel from someone because this has gotten so intense in our marriage that we've had multiple, (laughs) that we've had multiple counseling sessions. Um, Jesse just slurped his drink. That's why I'm laughing. But we've had multiple counseling sessions about video games. Um, about a hobby. And so one, I will say counseling has really helped us because it's given us insight and it's allowed other people. Like I've had people talk to me regularly about like, Hey, this expectation isn't fair. You, it's sweet that you want your husband around all the time and to spend every night with him. But there's also this stress relief that you get from playing these games. And so I need to be considerate of your needs just as much as I am of my expectations and my needs. And so because of those people, they helped us to create a balance. We try, and it's not always perfect, but we've tried to do three nights on his game. So he'll play after the kids. And I will say, babe, you're such a good and hands-on dad. And I feel like I've always said that on the podcast, no matter what, just how hands-on you are as a father and how much I honor and respect that in you. And so once the kids are in bed, what I think has changed in the past maybe two years is that you'll come to me and say, hey, are you good if I play my game? It's not that you're asking my permission, but you're considering me. And the Bible says, consider one another. And I feel like you consider me. And I think even just that consideration makes me feel seen and heard. And the counseling that we received, they said, do three nights where he's on his game and then four nights where you're together. And so I can expect you to come to bed with me four nights a week. And so those other three nights, I'm like, all right, I need to find a hobby. And so I'll read a book. I think just that alone helps me to have something to look forward to. And then I also just, when you ask and when you're considerate of me, 
Just like I would say, hey, do you mind if the kids are up? Like if I go take a shower or run to Target, do you mind? It's just a consideration of the other person. Hey all, just a quick break because many of you have asked how you can support this ministry. One thing that you may not know is that the Living Easy podcast reaches far outside of the U.S. We have listeners in Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan, China, and more. The gospel is being spread literally around the world, and you can be a part of that. All you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash living easy to join. You can simply support the ministry with a few dollars a month or 10 cents per day, or you can join the coffee date thing or the bestie thing. With the coffee date thing, I am building real face-to-face friendships with the women who are a part of that community. I get on once a month on Zoom and we talk about real life and faith and marriage and relationships, real, real conversation. For the bestie thing, I want to support you. I will share one person per month on my social platform to over 40,000 followers and to tens of thousands of email subscribers and allow them to hear about your business or your social platform. So again, just go to patreon.com backslash living easy to check out all of the options. And I think for for me, it's a consideration of you and, and the people in your family. And I think there just comes a time where you have to go back to the examples that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier in regards to being a little bit more selfless. Yeah. And willfully deciding how important is this is it really going to affect me if I have to stop playing my game? Is it and, worth sacrificing the health and of help my, my family? Kids. Yeah. yeah, like and help my kids with something or help you with something. I just think that's one of the things that I've had to learn to grow in the most is like really just not wanting to be someone that is neglecting you and neglecting the kids because of those things. And yeah. I think that for me, as you know, like I like to schedule like my work, I like to schedule, you know, my playtime, I like to schedule like when things when the kids go down and stuff like that. Like, it's something that you just have to do. What scheduling? Like just yeah, just planning the responsibilities. Mm. And and I think that at some man of your at some point, it's just you have to get rid of the excuses like, you know, if your favorite baseball or football or soccer team is playing and there's things that need to be done. Or if, if your family just needs time with you. Because yeah. I think that's just yeah. as important. I mean, if not more so important where they're like, I just, I want you to hang out. You've been busy. Just yeah. come spend time with us. Sit on the floor and play Legos. Yeah. No, it's it's so important. And it's hard because you don't get your release. You don't get your joy sometimes. But sometimes okay. You... So wait. So let's address that. So you don't get your joy. So me, being an as ultra sensitive as I am, would think, okay, so I'm not your joy. And I know that a lot of women, because they've contacted me, will say, I just, I'm not his priority. I just wish I were his priority because I feel like that's his joy. Why can't I be? I mean, we've had this exact conversation where I'm like. Why am I not that release for you? You're that release for me. And I do think it goes back to what you said about Mark Driscoll, that men like, you reference this, but men like side-by-side time. Like if I were to sit next to you and play Fortnite, you'd be the happiest man in the world. 
and coming alongside you to do things that you enjoy. And I like that face-to-face time. And so for you, I guess I would just say, what would your encouragement be maybe to women and even to men, just not feeling like, well, why am I not your joy? Yeah. Well, I, I think where I was going with that is that you learn that there are those joys and those happy moments in making the sacrifices. And I think mentally you don't really expect it or think it, but you realize, you know, when you're on your knees and you're playing blocks with your kid, like that little, you know, snap inside your mind, that little picture is worth it, you Mm -hmm. know, and it lasts. And I think that it's something that you wouldn't have had, you know, had you been on your video game or had you, you know, been watching your sports or, it kind of reminds me of like whatever. at the end of your life, the last – you're not going to think, I wish I had more time doing my hobby. Yeah. Well, so I want to ask, what are some things just in our relationship that have caused you to grow resentful? And you can be real honest right now. Caused you to grow resentful toward me regarding this situation? Like what are things maybe to avoid or what are ways that I shouldn't have handled it and could have handled things better? Oh gosh, I don't know. That's a tough question. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, you, I think you would have to speak to like what <laughs> well, things you've been re- like, what's caused you to be resentful. Cause I think a lot of, most of the time I don't really well, know. Well, I think, okay. So a few comments you've made is, and then I can talk about mine, but you, that you have to jump off a million times. Like now it's become a running jo- joke with your friends that you have to jump off your game every 10 minutes because you hear the kids crying or, and for me, I'm like, well, you have two kids and I mean, I'm trying my best, but if they're running into your office screaming, whatever it might be, and you're playing during the day. And that's the thing is like, I feel like people just to clarify that you used to play a lot more than you do now. And I feel like you've just become a lot more aware of your time. And so on weekends and stuff, you'll play, especially during the boys naps and I can read if you're not working a ton. Um, and then, like we said, like three nights a week that once you help me put the kids to bed, then you go and play. And so yeah, I think uh, going back to what I was talking about earlier is you just kind of learn or need to learn that there's things that need to be taken care of and are more important than that hobby because it's that's, but does that, that ca- is what cause it is you, as a hobby yeah does it cause you to be resentful when you have to hop off like sometimes it will frustrate you a lot and how do you deal I with mean, that i mean it it does i mean it sucks because you want that time but at the same time like i also if i was playing a video game with people and they have their headsets on and i hear kids screaming in the background i could never sit there and stay playing my video game yeah while someone is screaming inside the home, mm-hmm. like I would take my headset off and go see, right? Like, yeah, you do. hey, does somebody need help? Yeah, like what's going on in here? Yeah. So I I think that that is what men or whoever is addicted to a hobby needs to learn is like your hobby is your hobby, but your wife and your kids and work, yeah, they're your first ministries, absolutely, mm-hmm. and they're the most important things and. As much as it's it sucks, like what what really is it though? Like you have to get off and like just pause, or you have to pause and put your tools down for a little bit. I hate the games where he can't pause because those are the worst <laughs> ones. Where I'm like, babe, can't you just take three seconds to whatever whatever yeah. I need? I think that's why she has such 
vividly good memories about Skyrim because I could just pause it. It was yeah. a campaign. It was positive. But Fortnite, he's like, I just need seven more minutes. And I'm yeah. like, I don't have seven minutes. <laughs> it's funny because as I talk about it, I'm like, wait, what's so urgent that I need you so badly? And I don't really know. Millions of things <laughs> every minute. I don't but know. But that's so I think that like if I were to answer for you on the resentment part, I think it is having an expectation of rest or like for sports when I, I have people in my life who really love sports. And when they have this set thing, like there's a game on, I can't miss that game. It affects their family or friends or people being over at their house, whatever it is that then it creates resentment on the wife. And I think it just depends on what does the rest of the week look like? I think that it is perfectly okay for a person to have expectations of rest time. Yeah. And I think that the spouse, going back to what you were talking about earlier, should also respect their free time. Yeah. Because it's just caring about them. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't have any of that, and just every constant waking minute is just filled with pure responsibilities, I think that drives so that's People my to, struggle to a bad place. And I think yeah. that, you know, sometimes, yeah, I want or it, it's hard. Like if I plan for, you know, I finally have like an hour of free time and I have an expectation of playing my game and being able to like hang out with my buddies and talk and laugh. And then that's constantly interrupted. I think sometimes like I could feel like you don't care about my time either but I think that's, again, that's different. And that's why I said, what did the rest of the week look like? Yeah. Are you constantly on your hobbies? Are you constantly on your video games? Are you constantly, play, you know, working watching on your sports. car or watching sports? Are you watching every sport in the world and you're just <laughs> constantly telling your wife, honey, like I got to watch important. this tennis like, game. Golf I just, game. I think that is what the bigger picture looks like yeah. is if that person that's using that time constantly, I think that that's going to get wearing mm -hmm. and that's going to wear on the family and the kids and, and the spouse that is taking on the other responsibilities. For me, that's where I've kind of grown in is saying like, I, you know, I, I need to take care of these things. And, and I, I mean, a lot of that goes back to like my childhood. I had tons of chores <laughs> growing up. My mom was like, you know, you have X amount of chores that you need to do and then you could play your game, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, it was, there was always a reward. Mm -hmm. And so I would hammer out work, hammer out my responsibilities. And then I had free time and I, I still go by that. Like it's just built into my system. Yeah. And so I'll go and do the dishes. I'll clean up the house. I'll finish my work. And then I'm like, okay, phew, I've done all my responsibilities for the day. The kids are asleep. I want like now's my reward and, and doing that. And sometimes, you know, like that's Pavlov's with us. dog where and, he's just trained yeah, with pleasure and, center. And sometimes that for us, that's like a movie. Like, you know, that's, yeah, that's a date night or. Well, and know, I want to talk to that a little bit because I do think control is hard for me because when Jesse, so Jesse's very, very, very busy with work. Very, very busy with work, which means it consumes a lot of his time, sometimes seven days a week, sometimes like 15 hours a day. So it can be a lot. And so when he has a break or free time, he wants his outlet a lot of the time. 
and naturally because it helps to relieve stress. And I struggle because I'm like, but I just want to hang out. And so, and then, or there's a lot of stuff like honey do lists. There's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. So can you help with this, 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 but he had that expectation of rest and therefore it really frustrates you. Wouldn't you say Yeah. when that expectation of rest gets squashed? And so I think the expectation can be damaging, but on my side, like you said earlier, I need to consider your needs and your time as long as it's in moderation. And I think that's what you keep going back to is like, this needs to be in moderation. This shouldn't, if you hear, if you have children and you hear them crying, or if your wife is doing, or husband is doing all of the work and you're just doing a quick thing and then you're back to your game, like that needs to be reevaluated. And, and I an think equal that's, partner. that's the most important thing. And, and I feel like is, is unfortunately what we can sometimes observe the most is that there's there's someone that's just you know constantly not upholding to their responsibilities of As the family partner. and the yeah. kids and the wife and and I'm talking with everything you know with yeah. dishes with sweeping with cleaning with getting the kids ready for bed getting baths done you know putting the kids down I don't think or believe that that should always be thrown on one person mm-hmm. and I think Sometimes we even switch that like me and you like so yeah. you'll have a bad day and you're like, babe, can you get the kids? Yeah, I'll do bed. the kids or sometimes vice versa. I and make dishes. Jesse. I mean, <laughs> I make dinner. Jesse does. You, she does make dishes I make and dinner, I do the dishes. And you do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But but yeah, I think that that's just the most important thing to walk away with is you need to not be taking advantage and just stepping in like constantly stepping in and being yeah being selfless and taking care of those things i think is the most important thing and if you're not then i mean you got to make some drastic changes you need to cut down on the sports you need to cut down on the video games you need to cut down on you know reading books or whatever it is i mean i think you know even when i was studying in college like I remember that used to be a fight for us or I used to I used to teach for our youth group and I was studying all day every day you well, know, let me for say for on my so. end so I want to touch on a couple things one scheduling time together is so helpful having a regular date night even if it's at home and even if it's just cheese and crackers having that time where you feel seen and loved by one another that always really helps me with you And then also having the days, however many days a week where he knows he gets that time, your spouse, and then you know you get time together. Obviously having that awareness, having that foresight of, okay, I get to, yes, tonight I'm alone and we'll whatever, work or read a book or watch Netflix. But then the next day I get to spend time with him. But also I think it's, it is considering one another. And like I said, that's the hardest part because I really want to put you to work when you're home with me. And what I've tried to grow in, and you can speak to this if it's been any, if you've seen any progress, is trying to encourage like, hey, you're stressed. Why don't you go play your game Mm -hmm. for a few minutes? Or I can tell you're overwhelmed. Like, let me take the kids on a walk and you play your game. Or because I know that's an outlet, such a huge outlet for you. And trying to encourage that time 
But then also what really helps me is just knowing like you see me. And so you, whenever you're done, you take your headphones off. Hey, you come talk to me. How are you? How was your day? Like you're willing. That's the biggest thing I think. If you, if a wife, I could say almost every wife is probably would agree with this. Is like if you were to walk into a room and your husband is addicted to sports and he sees you and he automatically without a second thought were to shut it off or pause it or mute it and just directly look at you and say, how are you? I miss you. Give you a kiss. Like tell me about your day. That 15 minutes or a video games, like you were to shut your video game off, take your headphones off and just say like, I see you. How are you? I love you. I want to hear about your day or I want to hear how you are. Or what's new in your life? 15 minutes of that would make a woman, would make me at least, feel so loved and seen. Of course, along with all the responsibilities of a mutual partner. We're very big on like equal partnership in a home. Having that, don't you think that that helps? And do you feel like my encouragement of you playing makes you feel like you almost want to be with me more. So when I nag you about your game, it just frustrates. It causes tension. Um, When I don't say anything and I act out aggressively because I'm frustrated because you're on it versus being like, hey, do you have 15 minutes? I just need your attention and I need to talk. And then like I would love for you to have some free time of your own or we kind of trade free time. I think that helps a lot. Like, hey, If you have an hour on your game, do you mind if I take an hour and go target and stroll around? Yeah, I I agree with that. Going back to everything, as you guys notice, will tie back to balance. Yeah. Is is the nagging necessary? If you keep coming in and you're like, babies are screaming, food's burning on the oven, like... (laughs) Does that happen? (laughs) No, I'm I'm just like, I'm trying to talk to like what could be happening in other homes is like... Is there chaos going on and you're stuck on the TV watching your team play and you're like, yeah, babe, I'll be right there. Yeah. But you're not helping. And like in a scenario like that, I just think that, you know, the nagging is probably necessary because Mm. that person needs, you know, they need to step up and and out of that I would disagree just because the Bible warns against being a nagging wife because it's like being a thorn or a dripping faucet to your husband. I think there are different ways to communicate. I agree with you in saying a change needs to happen, but I think instead of nagging, I would encourage counseling with another couple or a marriage counselor, someone or another like man that you really respect can come and talk because I think the na- all the nagging tends to do well, well, that's drive I, men away. Yeah, and that's what I mean, though, is like I'm saying the nagging is there for a reason. Yeah. Like, if that person is never stepping up, then the change needs to, to happen and goes back to what I was talking about, about the balancing is mm-hmm. if the wife is feeling like she has to nag because the husband's not helping or stepping up or he's just constantly checking out like there's an issue there and they need to fix that and they need to he needs to draw back to that balance and she needs to draw back to that balance of i need to let god do his work in my husband you know you're praying Pray for, for him. Yeah, yeah you're praying for him and um you need to allow god to convict them and make him feel like, you know, I need to change. Yeah. I need to change and I need to be more present with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And so I would say just closing out, I think for women, because some of the things I've really struggled with is feeling like one, you don't want time with me 
because you want to be on your game. I think it has taken a reframing of my perspective to see that it's just an enjoyable thing for you. Just like for me, like my thing is having people over, having coffee or going out to have dinner and chips and salsa. It sounds so good right now. But having that like knowing, considering your spouse, considering that it's good for them, that they enjoy it, that it's as long as it's healthy. And I want to just do a little caveat that if it's creating sinful behavior, so say they're cussing at their TV or they're cussing at their game or they're screaming and yelling and your children hear them or it's creating anger or frustration, if it's creating sin, that's an entirely different issue that again, marriage counseling, talking to a pastor, that shouldn't be resulting from this. Like I've never heard my husband scream at his computer uh, unless he's really excited. And then I have to tell you to be quiet because you're going to wake up my babies. But he's never angry. You know, you're you're never angry. And so I think that is something to consider. Also for me, just stepping back and saying, this is good for him. But maybe I'll go in and say, hey, do you mind just like two more games and then you could come and help me with bath time? Or, hey, two more games and then can we all go to the park as a family? And I think it's considering, okay, he enjoys this, but I also need this. And so how do we find a compromise together, right? Um, And then going back to the nagging and complaining, I agree with you. I just think we have to have some sort of foundation with that, that if you're feeling the need to nag, it's still not biblical to do so. However, at that point maybe is when you evaluate, okay, we need a counselor. We need to talk to someone. And counseling is not just when your house is up in flames. It is to prevent the fire from burning. If you need to talk to someone, be aware of that. But you're still not intended to nag. First Peter 3 tells us to live as wives, as women, who without a word are an example for our husbands by the way that we live. You don't need to always nag. However, asking for things instead of expecting and not voicing it is really crucial. We've talked about this in the past, how I'll expect, say, a kiss when he comes home and he gets distracted and goes and does something else. And then I'm angry when I could have just as easily gone up to give him a kiss. If your husband likes sports, sit down and watch a game with him. If your husband likes video games, sit down and play a game with him. I think just having that awareness of communicating your thoughts and your feelings and your desires in a loving and gracious way while considering your spouse. I know we can't touch on this. We'd probably be here for hours, but I will say it's probably been the biggest fight in our marriage. It has been a lot of navigating, but there are really simple changes that can be made with your scheduling your time, considering one another, having a very real conversation about the responsibilities in the home and writing down one another's responsibilities. There's no excuse for laziness. There just isn't between a husband and a wife. If there's laziness, someone in the marriage will end up doing the whole brunt of the work and that's just not okay. And so having an equal amount of responsibilities, obviously, if your husband works and you don't, or if your wife works and you don't, then balancing those out, but just being equal partners who love one another and consider one another above yourselves and live to honor Jesus and they grow the kingdom and to serve and not to be served. It will change the dynamic of your marriage. So any last words? If there's anything we've learned most of the time is a lot of our fights are stemming from 
not communicating. Yes. And another thing we've learned through like marriage counseling is communicating when the time is right and not always when it's in the heat of the moment. Not ever when it's in the heat of the yeah, moment. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. True. Because you can't have you can't be logical when you're emotional. It's physiologically yeah. impossible. Yeah, you're that part of your brain shuts off. So I think that just know that you can work through it. You need to communicate at the right time. And you guys got to make a plan. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, please take a second to do so. Subscribing will just notify you on Mondays when we have a new episode that comes out. And then rating and reviewing helps us to get awesome interviewees who awesome interviewees who are willing to share their stories and the gospel with people around the world. And so we love you guys. Please take a second to screenshot and tag at Living Easy Podcast if you enjoyed this episode and share your feedback. If this is something that spoke to you, we really would love to hear it and would love to hear kind of how God is working through you all with hobbies in your marriage. So we love you guys. Thank you so much as always for allowing us the opportunity to speak into your lives and we'll talk to you next time. See you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too, so don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.myestis. Love you guys.